Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey everybody, welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. Tonight, I am sitting with two of my favorite people in the publishing industry. Guys, I am so honored to have this opportunity to introduce you to Mary Gray and Kimi Larson. Mary Gray balances dark and twisty plots with faith-based messages. Some of her best ideas come when she's lurking in the woods, experimenting with frightening foods, or pushing her kids on the tire swing. She's a contributor to the Faithful Creative Magazine, a co-owner of Monster Ivy Publishing, and the membership chair of Indie Author Hub. Cammie Larson loves all things creative, especially something that tells a fantastic story. She's doing what she can to bring more beauty and insight to the world while building her own life story. For now, that includes running Monster Ivy Publishing, volunteering at her local church, and hanging out near and far with her hubs, kid, and two giant dogs. She's an editor, graphic designer, and contributor to the Faithful Creative Magazine. And they are co-authors. Like, the bio could keep going. The book's extensive. But co-authors of this fabulous series, Sisters of Blood Creek. So, look. One. Look, look. Two, <laughs> three. Oh my gosh, guys! I love y'all. Look, we love you. <laughs> and I love your book. And I'm telling you right now, this is a huggable book. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is like paranormal horror thriller, like twisty turn. What? Wait, this next layer uh, to the extreme, to the max. It is edgy it is clean it is so you and we've got to talk about how the sisters came together to create such a masterpiece all right go i mean really so you know you co-authored this who came up with like that first idea who was frost who who came up with it was mary yeah so I'd been writing for a while and Cammie has always been so creative and fun. And we've often, you know, we love similar things, similar books and shows and things. And we'd both been watching the show Supernatural. It's about two brothers. And I was trying to think what to write next. And I was like, Cammie, we should write like a sister's super, Supernatural. And she was super hesitant. <laughs> Oh. Remember how I told Mary we should start a publishing company and I kind of <laughs> pushed her into that? This is that reverse. <laughs> uh -uh, I don't want to. 
Well, I'm so glad that you did both of those things that you didn't want to do because as readers and the lover of words, we get to bask in all of the glory of not only your work, but the work that has come now under you at Monster Ivy. So, okay. As soon as I open it up, so I do, this is one thing I don't do. Like, I don't like to look at any blurbs. I want to feel it, reader experience page. I don't want to go to Amazon. I'm not all about that life and look up everything. As soon as I opened it up, I was like, for fans of Sam and Dean. And I went, that's familiar. Where do I know that from? And I'm outside with the book and Eli's like, we're at the little garden. And I'm like, Eli. Is Sam and Dean from that show you watch? And he was like, yes, Supernatural. My husband's watched that every episode. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so if I kind of read this, maybe I can ask you some things. Do they make sense? He was like, yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> all make sense. So because I didn't know it, I didn't need to. I honestly didn't need to because it's such a beautiful, supernatural, scary, really intense, focused book that has a heart that pulls you from chapter one. So Mary came up with this idea, Cami, you're going no way, forget it. And here we are. I've been listening to her writing for about 10 years before that. I'm like, Mary, that sounds like a terrible thing you want to do, right? No. <laughs> yeah, we, we would literally like, I was like, okay, let's practice writing back and forth. And so like I'd send her a text and then she would like, try to send me a text back. I don't even know what we were trying to do, like to simulate like dialogue or something and see how our characters could have chemistry together. You know, she like- She was manipulating me. <laughs> Just kidding. Such yeah. a good technique, Mary. Did you have all that planned out like in the beginning or did you just go with it? Figure out right. new ways to convince Cammy to the well, ship. I don't know. I just have a hard time letting go of things. <laughs> Especially when they're this good. No. <laughs> so okay okay who wrote frost i did okay guys can i tell y'all that i so i have never seen like i i know you now okay but when i started reading it i was like picturing mary as frost as a teenager and you were eva cammy and you were like a trip cammy and then i would read it i was like this is this is Cammy, and I've only known you like really a short amount of time. Like your spirits, guys, I love. Like your spirits just shine so bright, and I love y'all. But you guys have unique personalities. I noticed it when we did our first interview. We were just talking about Monster Ivy. You guys came on and were so gracious. I I really needed that kind of boost when I was starting up with Monarch, and I could just tell right away the personalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of the most, I mean, it's still the the most fun thing about writing the series was writing with Cammie and like every single time I'd pull up a chapter and just die like laughing or, oh my gosh, that's so Cammie, you know, it was just so good. And so it's really hard to try to write a book without her after we finished the series. I'm like, how do I do this? I have to write every chapter myself, you know? Like, <laughs> how do you write a chapter of somebody eating nachos in front of a really hot guy for the first time? Like, how how do you do it without Cammy? Like, Cammy was hilarious. My struggle was really, we would just, she would write a chapter, then I would write a chapter. That first book, we didn't plot. And so 
I would come back and all of a sudden somebody would be dead. <laughs> okay, now this we have to talk about because I really thought maybe, so Mary had an idea, you knew where it was kind of going. So you just throw Cammy into the book and you don't tell her where it's going. Cammy. Oh my gosh. In some ways it was kind of a nightmare because yeah, we really didn't know what we were doing. We had a shared Google doc and we just kind of like, we were like, okay, we know where they're going to San Antonio. So we literally, we went on a vacation with our families and went to San Antonio. No and way. Then, we're going to go on a ghost tour. <laughs> so we sat, and that's in the book. And we went and floated the Como River with our families on the inner tubes. And we toured the Alamo. That was the first thing we did. Um, we had Wolf, the, the tour guide, the ghost tour guide. That was no, him. you did not. I loved it. I loved Wolf. And, and if you took a blonde wig on that vacation, I'm going to howl. I will howl like a wolf right now. Please. <laughs> no. Oh you guys, y'all, y'all had me all types of ways in this book from, from like really like serious, really serious moments and diving deep to some deep like theological principles. And then you're carrying me around and making me die laughing, like legit laughing. And, and here I am hooting and my students are in front of me while we're doing silence and stay reading and I'm reading. And I'll just start like busting it and I'm like, just, just ignore me. Go back to your books. I got the best one in the room. Like hilarious guys, but then some serious stuff, like some scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Albert Knox is, is based off of a real person. Ooh, so, did not know, did not look him up. Yeah, we researched him before we went and Cammy actually stayed at the Gunter Hotel on another trip <laughs> and it's you know it is famously haunted and so kind of based that off and then we actually pulled on stuff from like our personal lives quite a bit and mm -hmm. and and so we were able to add a lot of depth that way mm -hmm. so the ghost tour piece so you did a ghost tour and mm -hmm. with wolf <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like I just imagine you guys just going, okay, did you take notes? Did you just keep going, let's snapshot this so we don't forget? Who do you think took notes? Mary. Because, <laughs> because in the book, Frost is like taking notes. Y'all, I'm seriously legit saying, I feel like I know these people through fake characters. It was really weird. <laughs> It is really weird. <laughs> but it's so true to life. Like how much authors will pour in little things. Like when I, so I'm reading the Sunday killer with Eli and we got to like chapter 18 right before we got on because it's good to just read it aloud right before we're putting it up, you know? And so I got to the point about where my grandpa had a, a tattoo, you know, and then he had to cover it up certain parts of that tattoo up. And granny was like, Oh, oh you got to cover them parts up. You can't be walking around with that Navy tattoo. And he was like, did you tell me this story before? And I'm like, yeah. And then we get to another part of it. Did you, did this happen? Yeah. So, I mean, we do it. Oh, but you, this one, especially it's, we, we knew going in that it was going to be like a, ex they were exaggerated versions of our teenage selves. And a lot of it is like our autobiography with ghosts. <laughs> That's kind of so what we did. who's your Maggie figure? Cause I love me some Maggie. 
Was that like just a fictional type piece that y'all poured together of personalities? Have you read the whole trilogy? So I'm here book one. I'm in the middle of summer school. I have two and three that will be finished within like two weeks because I won't be able to put it down. Like I've got to see what like this is one where you can't just read the book one and say, nah, it's over. <laughs> yeah. no. So no. with that being said, she is um, somewhat based on someone, but you have to read the whole trilogy before we can really talk yes. about that. Good, fine. I'll just have you back on and I'll manipulate your time and I'll have you come back on. <laughs> That's not just trying to be a cheap trick. It's just for real. <laughs> okay, so I want to know when you would get it, Mary, back and Cammy had written her part. And Cammy's like, you know, what are you doing, Mary? The next twist is here and I didn't see it coming. Mary, how would you take that? Would you then kind of plot a little bit more or would you just free flow right after Cammy would send it to you? Um, <clears throat> so you're asking if Cammy did a plot twist and, I, and then it was my turn if I would just go for it or if yep. I would plot. Um, I think I did some of both. And I was kind of a nightmare to work with because I would be like, because, you know, there is a lot of the um, like the world that we build up behind like the mythology and everything yes. that we created. And um, so I would be like, I think it should be like this. And then, so we'd have to like, make sure all the rules follow where you're not breaking any rules of the world. And then I'd be like, crap, we broke a rule. We have to go back. You know, and I'd, I'd call her up. Okay. We have to do it like this, this long elaborate explanation. And then she would be like, okay. And then I'd call back an hour later and be like, no, no, that's not going to work. We have to do that. <laughs> So she was so good. Oh, okay. <clears throat> this is the thing I hated about writing. <laughs> she would just sit down and write it and boom, it was perfect. First try every time. I mean, a little bit of tweaking, like, you know, sentence structure or whatever, like every writer does. I, on the other hand, on, you know, the hundredth rendition of oh. chapter 13 or whatever. And, and so, it was like, I have so much writer envy on Cammy because she could just write it and it stuck, stuck her landing every single time. But it was also good because I wouldn't want to work with another me. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, Mary did all the heavy lifting. Like she's the one who was willing to like sit down and think of all of the rules and why they mattered and to make sure all the beats were hit. And I'm just like, I just want to write, you know? So she, she did all of that and that was so helpful. And Frost's voice, it worked very like lyrical and um, literary. And so it just, I think that that's where it really worked together and where Frost and Ava, like Mary and Kenny, like very similar and yet interestingly different. And so like the voices could blend, but still be very dynamic at the same time. So true. And then, and the love thread was so deep. It was protection, love, care. And even when it's, you know, you should have told me, you should have told me something. And then in a few minutes, it's, but you should have told me and I love you. And it's like, you know, it's the sister bond, the sister bond throughout. And there was even a part where y'all had to share a bed and there in the hotel was like, man, some sisters would not get along. You'd want to go here. Like we're the best. Like we, we've got this, but you know, it was just the whole world that you built and then had that strong tie in this crazy supernatural world. 
like the whole hunter concept. So because I didn't watch, I didn't quite understand. Like, oh, hunters. Oh, that's cool. Oh, the blurred ones. Like, fabulous. Whose chapter was that when that came up? Well, we did know going in that that was going to be our supernatural creature. So we had that element. I had actually toyed with Leo and Frost's story in another type of book. And it was so literary, like literally nothing happened. It was like they would get together and gallivant in the fields and remember, <laughs> you know? And like yeah. I had an agent at the time and I sent it to her and she's like, okay, but nothing happens. <laughs> it's really written. And so then that's when I was like, well, if we wrote it as Supernatural, then lots of things will happen. <laughs> So let's let's throw in like axes and crazy murderers and chopping up bodies of serial killers and all of that while people are still trying to want to remember in floating fields and <laughs> it all yep. it works in this really weird way but it works it works and then you want to shake these characters because you realize early on like as the reader you go they don't know what they're getting into. <laughs> Like, here they are. Then I'm like, oh, wait, I teach high schoolers. They don't know what they're getting into. It's like teenage, jumpy, and I can take over the world. I can take care of business. But you're 16. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm glad you bring that up because it's something we were, we just got the audio recorded of this. And it's so exciting. And we'll, re, uh, we'll share when it's released. But, um, it kind of brought me back to the story because it's been a minute and kind of like what you're saying, like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I had my character do these things. But at the same time, like that was me. Like we were in an extremely controlled environment. And then when I went to college, I was 17 and boy, did I have a good guardian angel? Like I just did really stupid things. And so <clears throat> I'm glad that you picked up on that and yeah. that um, it's, realistic and I and when we were writing it was on purpose like they're kids they're gonna do stupid things and it's it's the struggle getting through it like the consequences are real and they were so real for them even though it was with supernatural elements mm -hmm. like you know real life you could put that same story in some kind of contemporary fiction world and you could see it playing out you know even with the ant going on a truck drive ride and you're like whoa wait wait you know there could have been so many serious things you know that could have happened along her travel at such a young age and, and so when i read it i was like don't do it no and i was trying to talk you guys out of all of this and i couldn't because it's already written in book three one two three and i'm like i can't talk you out i just got to go with it and see how it all plays out but I loved your cast of characters, the, the whole cast. You, you really take care of, of your side characters, the world. So how fun was it to like throw in like the love interest elements in here? Oh, so fun. <laughs> like, so, oh, Leo, like with his widow's peak, that had me like cracking up. Just imagine him with the spenders and like overalls. And I'm like. But you know he's got to be the cutest thing ever with such a, you know, deep lasting soul. And it's like, man, Leo. But like, and then I love the part where you did the world with the jacket. And so things are in the jacket. Like every little thing that you guys did was so purposeful to matter to the world. Thank you. 
And it just like, it really sucks you in and makes you believe that, okay, there may be a witch in a library somewhere. Or there might be a, <laughs> there's a vampire walking around now because you guys have made it feel so real. Uh, like, yeah, I know. Like the whole book. And, and so when you were building the journal and seeing like all of the different creatures and wow, you've got a lot of experience here. Like you've got three books. Is this where it ends? Or does this story still nag at you guys? Is it three and done? I think it's done for now. I mean, it's possible we could do something else with the characters, but we're so busy running the company yeah. that can't quite tackle anything with it right now. But she also but you have wrote a prequel. Uh, well, I guess it's a prequel. Leo Who Gleans. It's a short story about Leo. You should check it out. Uh, and let's see how we can find that, Mary. How can we oh. find the short? Yeah, it's it's in our Christmas anthology of all <gasps> actually. <laughs> See, it works, Cammy. <laughs> I love the the uniqueness of who you guys are. <laughs> I know Christmas, right? <laughs> yes. Why not? Okay, gotta check that out. So tell me that one too. Oh good. Yeah. So you have like two shorts in there? Or is it in no. Raylan's in the short? Yeah, Raylan's in it. Yeah. And that was I just, always fun to see Mary write Raylan because, you know, he's like this imaginary boyfriend to me. And yep. to see her like take care with that author, like it was, it was a cool experience. And I, oh. I just adore Leo. He's just, oh. But, you know, you get to Leo near the end, Cammy, and then he does this little jokes. And you're like, Leo got jokes. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> But like yeah. Leo don't have jokes when he's with Mary. Like Leo. <laughs> No. Only love. Only love. <laughs> yes. That was something special in reverse. Yeah, I felt the same when I, when Cammy would write about the characters that I made up too, and like giving them dialogue, and I'm like, wow, yeah, they would say that, you know, or well, that's even better than I would have come up with. And you'll see in book two, they go to New Orleans. We actually went to New Orleans to um, research this book, and it was so fun and. It, this that was probably the easiest book I've ever written. And Cammy, I don't know if you felt like it was the easiest of our trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, Cammy? Yeah, because you're looking away like you're well, having to decide. No, because book one was like just really hard, and then book three, you'll see why it's really hard. So okay, book two was fun. It was it was a challenge making you know, the second in a trilogy is always a struggle, but I, I'm very happy with how it turned out. I cannot wait. I'm going to be emailing you guys when I finish um, and just letting you guys know, oh my gosh, do I still want to shake these characters? That's all I just want to know. Yeah. Okay. Get used to yeah. it. Get used to it. You'll meet a new character. His name's Bo Jones and he is a hoot. And okay. so one of the most fun characters we've ever written. And um, so it was really fun when, you know, I created Bo Jones and he's based off of somebody I know um, who lives out here near me in Texas. And um, <clears throat> I told his mom a little bit nervous, you know, that I created a character <laughs> off of him and like my, well, anyway, he's kind of, um, you know, cute and stuff. And so I'm like, <laughs> Like I'm this weird, like old woman cougar for her son. Like, so um, but then Cammy would come up with his dialogue because I mean he he's very quirky, kind of redneck figure, and um, 
her, her lines for him are hysterical. Just so, so good. I'd be like, where does this come from? <laughs> oh, super fun. And then talk about that. Talk about super dark lines for Knox. Yeah. Like, like as fun as it is to write quirky, how fun was it to write all those? Because that has to have some kind of element of like spooky coolness to it. The, the, the slick oil lines. That's what I would think of how to describe mm -hmm. him. It's like oily lines. Like he was so distinctive as, you know, an antagonist, like so distinct in his voice. It sounded just like oil to me. I don't know. That's probably not a good way to describe it, but he was just oily, just this oil. No, that just makes oil. sense. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, I mean, we've all experienced meeting creepy people, right? And we've experienced that firsthand in depth. And so we could pull on what we know, you know? <laughs> yep. And so I was like, each time that I would see that his name, because, you know, I, I have an indication, like when I open up a page, my eye kind of tracks. And so if I would see like the Knox name coming, I would just kind of say, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't relax for long. You know, it couldn't be one of those let me fall asleep on your shoulder a minute kind of moments. And, you know, <laughs> it wasn't one of those. And he was an important antagonist, at least to me, like writing him, um, especially how he had this allure, like super creepy, super dangerous. Ava knew that. And yet like that, that I know you. Ava, yeah. like what, what teenage girl doesn't just want to be seen? I mean, what girl or guy doesn't want to be seen, period. And so like being able to play off that, that was one of my favorite like faith-filled themes is that the dark side will pretend to know you. They may know parts of you and it's flattery, but then you've got Frost and you've got Raylan and Leo who really get to know Ava and like, they love her for all of her. And I just, I feel like that was a really rewarding thing, um, character to write for that. And then that it continues the progression through the trilogy. Good, good. Cannot wait. That, so flattery, you know? Yeah. Cool. But, but there's so many themes mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and it's about, you know, you might not always know all of the answers. Right. So what do you do when you don't know the answers? You don't stop. You keep moving and you pull your support around you until things become clearer for you. And I think that that's a bigger picture. Like they might not have understood the past or, you know, the bigger picture of what was going on in their world. But they just kept moving through and holding on. Mm -hmm. And moving through and holding on for youth is sometimes very hard to do when you don't know all the answers. And so themes like that really hit me strong when I was reading the book. And I was like, they're just they're just holding on the best they can hold on. I'm glad that is really <clears throat> insightful. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I had that same thought. So when I was listening to the audio a couple weeks ago, um, you know, when they're trying to beat Knox and he has just um, whooped up and they don't know how to capture him. And Ava goes to Frost and is like, 
are you okay? And Frost has been studying the Bible and she's like, well, you know, here's this one insight from the Bible. Maybe we could do this. And it's such a long shot. And it's so just like, it's the saddest thing ever. And you're like, when I was listening to it, I was like, that is just heartbreaking that that is, she's just stretching, you know, using her faith to be like, well, maybe we could do this. And it just seems like the biggest like stretch ever. It's not going to work, but you know, she just still wants to do the right thing, you know? And like you said, just using the pieces that they have to hold on. Yeah. That's very much a theme. And so when you're reading books and you're like, okay, let's look one amazing cover. Cammie, is this your cover? Yeah. Cover love, cover love for Cammie guys. Um, <laughs> Mary helped me design that one. We were looking just real quick. We were looking through photos, you know, to use, and we saw that one, and we're like, "Yeah, it's good, it's good, but not." There's something missing. And then the same time we called each other, I think I was at a water park or something, and we're like, "What? She's on the top, on the ceiling." We're like, yeah. So it's just fun how things come together sometimes. So, you know, you see, you see the cover, you know, and if people want to read the blurb yet, there it is. It just, I just don't, I just like to dive right in, but I see the cover. I see that it's paranormal. I see that it's horror. I see it's this teen. I'm like, okay, these are my checkoff points, right? This is my, this is my go-to. These are my loves. So I get in this and then you experience so much more than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much more than just this is a this is a creepy dude who's a serial killer who's after some. It's so much more than that, in so many ways. And when it continues to build, and the themes are so pulling at your heartstrings, I say, thank you God for giving these ladies the story. Thank you. I, I thank God for Him giving you these stories that you have, because you know as authors. You have your themes, right? You guys know what you did, but you don't know how a reader experiences a book and you don't know how you can help a reader think twice or maybe say, maybe I shouldn't get in an elevator with someone that I just met in a place that maybe, no, he might, you know, maybe this is, uh, this is kind of like, oh, that's like a creepy knocks, like, oh, like, <laughs> you could really change lives with just small things that you've put in here. Just small things, little small places here can really sit in the heart of someone and be planted in the memory of someone. And then when it comes time for them to be in situations, the spirit can call it up and say, Oh, they may not have anything else to call up, but they may have that memory of a book. They may have that what a character went through. And that's why I say that your work matters and your work is so important, especially for teen audience. It's so in, in college audience, like and me, adult audience. Like here I am, like an old lady hugging your books because like because I know that the work that you do, it matters. And it could really reach youth and in, in places where there could be voids. You know, there could be holes there. So just thank you, ladies. And, and and Mary, thank you for like forcing Cammy into <laughs> the space because this this book has you know it it makes me think, but it also has brought me joy. Because I, I mean, 
mean, it, it's brought me joy. It's made me think. It's made me sad. It's made me like, because, oh, my gosh, I just wanted to go in so many times and hug Frost. I can't tell you how many times I just wanted to, like, go through the pages and hug Frost for all that she had been through. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, I can't do spoiler alerts. You guys have got to read this because, you know, you want to hug Frost. You want to say, stop. <laughs> So, okay, Mary's going to laugh because I did it again with the names. So my aunt, she has tons, she had tons of kids. My aunt had your character's name. Oh. Okay. Cammie, how do you say your character's name? Ava. I do not say Ava <laughs> because y'all are going to die because y'all know I'm country. So my aunt had a name. It was spelled exactly like that. And we called her Ever. Ever. Do not ask me why. She was my Aunt Eva. Y'all, we call her Eva forever. And I don't know why. And so this whole book, this is being Eva. So I'm just saying, you know, it doesn't change. It don't change. It don't change, Cammy. Don't think I'm just like butchering it up. But Eva, that's Eva is probably the first because I'm gonna tell you right nickname. Because I'm going to tell you right now, my aunt, we called her Aunt Eva. <laughs> Y'all, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But the whole book, this has been Eva in my head. It's like it can't be. approves. <laughs> with the Eva, with the Eva name and a Cammy type personality. And it's like, oh my gosh, Aunt Eva, stop. And I'm like, but you know it's like the whole reader experience for me though throughout this book i just can't wait to read the next books because i can't wait to see what these crazy ladies are going to get themselves into these young adults like i know my gosh frost with you know do i go to college i go any senior right what's the senior thinking but frost is like do i go to college do i take care of my sister what do I do? How do I make choices? How do I navigate? Do you realize how many youth have those same questions out there? What do that's I do? A big theme in book two. So that's, that's awesome. Good. I'm ready. I'm ready to see that development of the characters. I'm ready just to see where the world goes. Um, it's so scary. I want to let you know that your parts in there, like nightmarish, scary, like <laughs> awesome, like scare kids kind of stuff. Like I love it. Like really, it's such such a well done horror world. Yet built on faith principles. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uniquely, you guys, that you can do this work like this and really take a reader on a ride. You know, when we finished book one, we didn't even know we were going to do a trilogy. But when we finished Hush Now Forget, we um, were like, maybe we'll pitch it like to agents and publishers. We had just started Monster Ivy Publishing and we're like, well, if we got a book deal somewhere else, that could maybe help us get on the map a little bit, you know. Um, And then we were kind of like, you know what, it's exactly the type of book we want to publish at our company. So why don't, and we know how we want to do it, like our way, you know? And so we're like, okay, we'll just do it. <laughs> and yeah, then oh. as we were starting the company, I, you know, and I was really dragging my feet on starting the company and opening to submissions. 
I remember praying about it and I was like, well, can't we just finish our trilogy and then start the publishing company? Like, I don't know how we're going to balance both. And I remember a distinctive answer, like you can, but you won't find your people. And um, so we just stepped out in faith and decided to keep going. And I don't even know how we completed that trilogy and, you know, started the company at the same time. Like, Talk about workaholics. <laughs> Talk about working with the Holy Spirit, guiding you and holding yeah. your hand through the process. Thank you. I love that. Clarification. Uh, well, that's that's how you did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what I did. And we're able to take on others, other, other people's work. So. I was just going to say that's um, also glad that you brought that up because that's what I was preaching all weekend at realm makers and then just in general that like you can have the darkest of the dark stories and the light can still be there and like that is what matters to me that we people are experiencing things like this maybe not blurred ones but they're still <laughs> experiencing things equally as dark or darker and to be able to show that redemption and that victory is possible and that god is still always there like a, I, I'm so grateful that you brought that up because that's just, it's everything. It's why we do this crazy thing of Monster Ivy Publishing. But I think people are experiencing a lot of blurred ones because think about the blurred ones. What blurs our vision from the truth? Go girl. You know, truthfully, that's it. Like we, we experience the blurred ones on a day-to-day -day battling out in this world. And the word can come through book and, and the way that you put it in there, it's not preachy. It's not it, but it allows someone to understand that faith is what matters at the end of the day, throughout the night, at the beginning of the day, 24 seven faith, the faith is what matters, you know? And, and it's, I, I just love what you guys are doing. You know it. I'm hugging again, and I want to thank you guys for just opening up your hearts to readers because it does take heart to make books like this, Kenny. It takes risk, and it takes that, look, we've got this idea, and as, as big as this idea is, it can be shaped in pages that can make a difference for other people. And you do that so, so very well. And all of the work that I've read so far. And then the people that you publish. Just wow. Like the books that I've read so far, the authors, like you guys, y'all are my favorite in the industry. You know that. You're my favorites because what you do and who you take on and the stories that you champion, they matter. So continue that work. I know that you will, uh, knowing guided by the Holy Spirit and all that you do. And I just want to thank you ladies again for just shining bright, uh, bringing me hush. Now forget, wait till you even get to the part where they talk about where this title comes from, man. Like I can keep talking about this book like all night, but like when you get to that point and you're like, ah, oh, you just want to hug the book even more. Mm, like every Oh, Mary, man, it got uh, all the Lord. Like, you know, I just look at how, you know, God uses us to push back darkness. Mm -hmm. and, and he uses so many people in so many different ways. Teachers, preachers, missionaries, 
and in books and words and writing and publishing and graphic design and and all of the small little steps that we do that we might not think wow that yeah it's a god thing yeah well said yep so so ladies last words for anyone out there thinking about dragging someone along with them to co-author a book <laughs> last words of advice um yeah we learned by book two to outline better to plot so cammy forced us to do a chapter by chapter outline and that was the best <laughs> so we did that for two and three and to work with somebody who gets you and understands your artistic vision and that you get along with <laughs> <laughs> last words cammy tips for someone thinking of of jumping in with someone who's dragging them into co-authoring. <laughs> I'd say try it. You know, you never know. And like, I'd, I like to say, like, I don't put on my author hat very often. Sometimes I forget that I am an author as well. And, um, but even if I never write anything else again, like I am so flipping proud of these books and, uh, no, like that's something that will be ours forever. So it's worth a try. <laughs> Yay. All right, guys, I'm going to drop down Monster Ivy Publishing, how they can contact you, how they can follow you on social media. You guys are Instagram, Twitter, out there, moving and shaking, podcasting now. Congratulations. How you've added things into the publishing company, just growing and moving and always glorifying the Lord. So I just want to thank y'all so much. And I hope that y'all have a great night. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye, Bye guys. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.